0: Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Hat. Come with me
1: into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli.
0: Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Oh. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're I'm
1: the first this gay couple of conspiracy theories. I think it's beautiful, man.
2: What the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you
1: ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yeah, we are
0: back
1: in the bunker. That's right, guys. Welcome to another fun and festive episode of Tinfoil Hats. I'm Sam Tripley. Join me as... Oh, hey, you mother of mercy. Welcome back to
3: another No, episode. I don't want
1: to be back to another episode. There we go. Bam. Dude, the, the AIs are taking over, bro. The computers are taking over and they want to hear their jam again. The computers like me on Spotify. When I hear Vanilla Ice Ice Baby, I just keep playing that about five times in a row. <laughs> right? One more time. I went five in a row listening to that. Join me as always is my uh, Ace Boomku, the one of my favorite people on the planet. The one and only Ryan Davis, everybody. I am a bumbleweb. Yes, joining us, that's great. We have a lot of stuff going on, but before we introduce our guest, let's get into the biznatch. Real quick, We, uh, guys, the tinfoil hat Twitter is going insane. That's right. Go check it out. Tinfoil hat cast on Twitter uh, people love it it's where I put all the news that needs to be re- reported I, it's where I do all the good news so go check that out on Twitter then of course everybody's loving the tinfoil hat on Reddit go to t- go to reddit.com slash r slash r slash tinfoil hat show go check that out uh, everybody's updating that's where you guys can communicate
0: with each other right
1: now there are six users using it so uh, that's I'm
0: impressed by that. Yeah, I want to see this used as a dating app. I yeah. want there to be a tinfoil hat child born in the next ten months. So. There,
1: there are some ladies of tinfoil hat, and we appreciate them. We appreciate the ladies. They're getting the shirts and everything. Guys, go get your shirts now too. Tin, go to t-shirts dot com. Uh, click the tinfoil hat, and dude, we got some great stuff. In particular, I love this one—the tinfoil hat, question everything T-shirt. Uh, man, that's me as the Mad Hatter, as the 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 hair is the one and only everybody's favorite, Ryan Davis. And look who's a little sleepy guy, little sleepy guy with multicolored nipples. That's Aaron the mouse right there, guys. And listen, I gotta be honest with you, man. I am blown away that we've sold out of a couple different things. All the Stevie Weeby shirts are sold out. That's fucking amazing. And then the uh, I, which is pissing me off right here is I gotta get a hoodie. the The tinfoil hat hoodies are sold out. We got a couple new shirts up here. We got the Biker Jesus and the uh, Mind Blown T-shirts. And we're about to put up another very special um uh, praise Jesus. Hell Satan shirt, those are going to be up. So get those t shirts now. We appreciate all your support on that. Uh, The Instagram is jumping. Go to Instagram, put in tinfoil hat pod. We're over 2,000 followers. Uh, Ryan is killing it on there. So go support the show on Instagram. And guys, we're proud to announce the Patreon is rocking. We got three Patreons with four. Uh, dollars. Uh, we appreciate everything. There's two tiers. There's a two dollar tier and the three dollar tier. And basically, what's going to be happening is we did our first our first recording last night. That should be up soon. That's going to be up. It's going to be a weekly special bonus episode every week on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com/backslash Tinfoil Hat and we're also going to be interviewing different people on videos different you know like hey what are you into conspiracies celebrities comics hot chicks whatever we're going to interview them and uh just support the show now you're like dude everybody's hitting us up for cash our our goal with this patreon is to get enough money that Ryan and I we want to travel the world looking at different patri- different conspiracies oh yeah like we want to go all over the place to the, to the, uh, uh the pyramids, um, where else
0: we want to go? Sam Rome. being Armenian, I want to take him to Turkey so you can uh, get into a fight. Dude, that was fucking rude, bro. But no. Wait, this is a place of love? There's a place called Derinkuru that I think you would very much enjoy.
1: I want to go like to Rome and look at all the crazy stuff going on at the Vatican and yeah. all that shit. I, I did that for us, guys. We're you, okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you Nothing remember I retweeted there. it? You remember when, when I retweeted that? Finally. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Don't worry about that, homeboy. It got retweeted, okay? So that's what we're looking into. Tons of content will be on the Patreon. We would love for you to either become part of the League of Owls or the Trinidad of Troublemakers. Please join us. We promise you, you will get the best in conspiracy,
0: uh, uh, paranormal, and spiritual skepticism. Aww. Yeah, we record it from the basement of the comedy store. And uh, last night, Larry David was there. And the night, the week before, it was Dr. Dre. So I'm not saying we're going to get those guys, but... Uh, you never know. There's and, all sorts of killers and let me tell store. you something. It is such a safe place
1: that people admit to some crazy shit on the show, and we get real fucking honest, and we learn a whole bunch of stuff about Ryan that nobody knew before that. Oh, yeah. Definitely tune into the first one. We yeah. get real. We get real. We get real, real. Real quick. Real quick. Um. So that's that. And a big announcement. Okay, this weekend, if you listen to this, uh, when it came out, the- First ever, the inaugural All Things Comedy Festival is going on in Phoenix, Arizona. Go, what, is the, uh, what is the website? AllThingsComedyFestival.com? Yes. Go to that. Grab your tickets. The uh, Punch Drunk is doing a live podcast, and I'll be doing stand-up out there next year. Tim hat will be there. But you're like, Sam, we want a live podcast again. We love the last one so much. We want another one. Never fear. Tripoli is here. November 8th It will be the next... Live Tim Fall Hat Higher Side Chat podcast in San Diego, technically La Jolla, at the Comedy Store. It is Wednesday night, November 8th. We are doing another live one. Greg Carwood, Eddie Bravo will be there. This the lion, the goof will be here, and we're gonna be there and plus another guy will be joining us doing the little stand up. So this is it. We had two rooms at the ice house. Aaron was there, got mobbed by people, couldn't even enjoy himself, had to leave. You know, he's like, Fuck, I just I'm just a person. And they were just all over him. They're yelling at him to
3: wake up. Wake like- up,
1: Aaron! He's like, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> what do I got? Smoke meth? Jesus. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of the live show?
3: It's great everybody how, killed yeah
1: uh, how great was brandon walsh screaming at everybody
3: brandon walsh taking down a trump supporter was one of the best things i've ever seen uh,
1: that's what that show's about yeah. would you recommend the show to people who are fans everybody so Go in, see it. Okay, so we had two rooms and both were packed so what we're doing now is we're bringing we're doing it all in one show. So for twenty dollars at the La Jolla Comedy Store, you get a bite, an hour of uh, podcasting with an hour of uh, hour of stand up first, with an hour of podcasting after. So it's gonna be one night. It's the Tinfoil Hat, Higher Side Chat, Swabcast live at the La Jolla Comedy Store. You can get that at
0: thecomedystore.com. dot Tickets are available now. And since we're talking about the Ice House, uh, we get a lot of art getting given to us. Uh, and man, one of our fans, a guy by the name of Ronald fiegel art on instagram i'll put a little link in the show notes he gave us these hand painted and i know you can't see in the footage here but if you go on sam we're gonna have a little repost of it it's amazing we really and look like... at this one i love this one this yeah. is gonna be one of our new logos so it's mad hatters i've been telling sam i feel like so much of our listeners are creative people with like an outlet and we're just happy that you guys have chosen some us of to our do
1: fans are bigger more creative than we are big time we are. So let's get into the show. we got a great show. A lot of people have been asking us to do a topic on this. Some of you guys are asking for the Vegas shooting. That will be dropping this Wednesday. We did a swap cast with Tate Fletcher and Pirate Radio. That will be dropping on Wednesday. So let's get into today's guest and what we you
0: guys want to talk about. So something special about our show is that our theme song was done by someone named, an artist named Detective 47. And the way that all came about is I stepped outside my own realm of staring into my cell phone while I was at a coffee shop in Hollywood, I was on sunset at a place called you guys en-
1: like this weird kind of side coffee shop. It's a very tiny coffee yeah, shop, yeah. It's
0: called Enigma uh, Cafe or Enigma Coffee on Sunset. I call it Perv Coffee because it looks directly at like a waxing studio. And like, is that a waxing studio or a dance studio? It might as well be both because the hottest of hotties come in and out of there. So, creep I was gonna creep, yeah. So, I was sitting there just staring at the beautiful like scenery of influx of beautiful women coming in and out. And I happened to make eye contact, I looked up for my cell phone. And I see the same guy kind of, we just gave like the, you know, the smile. Like, yeah, it's a pretty good spot, huh? And uh, we started striking up a conversation. And in the conversation, he was like, yeah, I'm a creative. uh, I got a little creative project. I'm an artist. Uh, You know, I make music, music produce. And I was like, dang, that's cool. I got a little thing going. uh, We're looking for a theme song. Maybe it'll work out. So next thing you know, that theme song you just heard opening was done by Detective 47.
1: Please welcome to the show Detective 47
2: great to be here, guys.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Uh, We're fans of yours. Uh, We constantly get hit up by our listeners going, hey, who who wrote that song? What is your intro? Who created it? Where can I get the intro? Where can I get that song? So tell us a little bit about the intro and uh, why you did it and how uh, how it came to be.
2: Well, that intro is actually a song that was originally called uh, War in 2030. And uh, it used to be, we performed that song with an old band of mine called Small Flowers a while back, um, but what I wanted to announce to you guys is I'm going to do, a, I wanted to release a full remix of the song for you guys, dedicated to you, because that's about a five minute song you're here and there, um, and what, in the intro, what we got, like maybe about a minute I and 20 of like, it, something yeah. like that, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to put a lot more together for you so the fans can hear the whole thing. So it's
1: going to be a five-minute jam of conspiracies, paranormal, and, you know— I'm just
2: going to get weird with it and see where it goes, but—
1: I'm loving it, dude. I'm
0: loving it. And why 47?
2: Well, 47's been—man, it's been a number that's been following me around for at least since the late 90s. Um, one thing, I used to be coined 47 because my initials are AK, so people used to just call me AK-47 when I was initially making music back in the late 90s.
0: That's a good strand of weed, if you're not a stranger. Yeah, that's
2: a good strand of bud as well. Um, but the number itself has been, over the past three to four years, it's been following me around just quite a lot. I always see it in different places, whether it just pops up uh, on the clock. Like, you know, I've had weird days where, you know, I'll talk to my mother and she'll be like, "Oh, I just won two hundred and forty-seven off a scratch-off." Um, my the, the the weirdest one um, that happened to me was, was my old spiritual teacher, um, the great Lise Maria, who was a Qigong master. She passed away a few years ago, and one of the days where I was having all these little gems of these forty-sevens hit me, my buddy who studied under her too sends me a text. He goes, "Hey, it's Lisa's uh, birthday coming up." So I look down on the phone. It's that day, and it happens to be April 7th, which is uh, 4-7 right there. Hmm. So, you know, the esoteric part of me starts thinking, is this messages from my old teacher popping out telling me uh, to keep rolling with this thing? I like
0: that. And so much what we're talking about, I remember one of the first real comments, because you started listening to the podcast, and Sam said something, that lady looks like she owns 47 cats. And you're like, man 47 speaking to me through your podcast through oh sam.
2: man i get it every day at some point or another um i'm gonna that's start documenting yeah, that's yeah. your
0: number do you have a number sam
1: i, I i'm i just trying to think that do i have a number i don't think i have a
0: number i mean i could go oh 69 but i don't have a number of all the sports guys that have like a numerical features on the back of their jerseys you don't have a
1: i, I would love to say 32 Ooh. No, Ooh. <laughs> i'd love to say that do you have a number
0: 19. Why is your number 19? I was born on the 19th, but uh, my favorite book series is The Dark Tower. And if anyone who's read the actual Dark Tower, not that piece of crap that came out a couple months ago, it's all about 19. And it was like speaking through me for years when I'd read it. I'm like, 28
1: is a big number for me. Hmm. So it's the day of my birthday, but it's like every t- I always see 28s everywhere. Do you play that number in Vegas? I do. I do. I I do Powerball. It's two of the numbers. I My, first, my birthday is 1028, so I, uh, I always play those numbers.
0: And something special about today, we've been th- talking about this topic for a while, and people ask us, what we're going to talk about is the Mandela effect.
1: Boom, and, Mandela effect.
0: And uh, you're like, dude, I'm really interested in that shit. And I was like, good, because it's a hard one to unpack. It's kind of kooky, but it's very fascinating in its own way. And you're like, is there any chance we could do it on the 47th episode? And I was like, you got it, man. 47. It just
2: really worked out that way, too, didn't it? It was pretty natural.
1: Yeah, it did. It did It did work out that way. Uh, the, we kind of talked a little bit about the Mandela effect when he did the CERN um, episode a long time ago. But that was just a small part of that much bigger thing. And I think we're going to get a little into that again towards the end of the episode. Totally. But, it, uh, it is an amazing thing, and there's always new things popping up that makes, you know, that the Mandela effect just—you're re- like, whoa, dude, that's crazy. Some people call it a glick, glitch in the matrix. Yep, yep. There's these weird things. Uh, Mandela—let's get into what do you think the Mandela effect
0: is. So let me give you the description that comes from the Mandela effect. So the Mandela effect refers to a phenomenon— in which a large number of people share false memories of past events referred to as confabulation in psychiatry. Some have speculated that the memories are caused by parallel universes spilling into our own, while others explain the phenomenon as a failure of collective memory.
1: Which is interesting, dude. Which is, I could see either of them, you know? But it is weird when universally we all accept something that isn't correct. And like there wasn't really a poll or there wasn't any an email blast or there wasn't anything like that that just said, oh, dude, this is what it is. And we all agreed upon. It. It's just this weird herd mentality type thing. where are just spread across large groups of people. and We all really like buy into it. Totally. Well, the, yeah, it's,
2: well, you know, it's been built. Some of these memories are just built into, you know, the conscious, especially across with some of these movies. Forrest Gump. You know, all of Snow White. We got so many examples that are just throughout history that it's like, fuck, man, you can't uh, even imagine.
0: So the origin uh, originally comes from 2010. A blogger named Fiona Broom coined the term the Mandela Effect.
1: Really? That's a, that's, it's only been since 2010?
2: Yeah. But. I think it was 2009 maybe she was at the Dragon Con where it first uh, sparked up.
0: And what is that Dragon Con? A that's a then?
2: convention where it's you know a lot of fantasy gamers. Um, you got a lot of folklore and stuff there. It's just kind of Nerds. all types of yeah, Everything's pretty much. A con. Pretty
1: much. Who was the first con? Comic Con. Yeah. That become it, and then everybody's a
0: con now. I mean, probably uh, Death Con if we're going to go that deep. No. Death Con Five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it's a little so, different. So uh, she was at this convention, and somehow she started talking to people, and the idea of there's a collective of people that had a false memory that Mend- Nelson Mandela, the South African president, died during his imprisonment in the 1980s. And that year, Broome launched the website, which is still up, called the Mandela or Mandela Effect dot com to document various examples of this phenomenon. OK, so basically
1: the event is that there are people that believed in their hearts of hearts that. They they remember seeing Nelson Mandela die in prison, and they actually remember the funeral, if I'm correct. They actually remember the, the, the whole ceremony, the driving of the casket and all that stuff. That's what they remember. And, in, t- in fact, we honestly know that that didn't happen, that he actually walked out of prison and divorced his wife and probably banged a bunch of hot young Af- South Africans.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Well, there's one other... Uh- there's a funny one you can see is George W Bush making a quote in 2006 on a podium where he's saying Mandela is dead. Uh another one that recently came out that I found interesting is there's a guy uh, on the web claiming there's a book called um I believe it was called English man, I forget the title of it right now but it it it's in it's the fine. book saying we that don't he's read. dead. Uh, and he's claiming that this is one of the proofs, a little glitch in there that, you know, it's a book p- published in uh, 92, claiming that it, he was dead then.
0: So the idea is that we somehow slipped into an alternate reality.
1: Well, is it that it slips in the ultimate reality or do the realities just kind of like overlap each other and then, you know, like in a weird kind of.
2: Well, there's so many different ways. Like people are coming at it from biblical standpoints to computer simulation to the big one is, you know, different multiverses where we're colliding with a different universe and our memory, like, you know, whoever's experiencing those memories is we're now in a different universe. Well, with... there
1: there's a belief that every action you take, there is another action and that's another universe that goes a different way.
2: Mm hmm.
0: So, like, everything you do there, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, you get yeah. to a stop sign, and instead of going left, you went right. And then, since all these parallel universes are stacked on top of one another in multiple dimensions, the idea of deja vu is when you're at that stop sign, and you have that feeling of, I've been here before. But it's not that you've been here before, it's that you are, right now, All lined up with the left and the right And you could potentially go straight into that tree Yeah So that's why you have that weird feeling like When was the last time you experienced Deja Vu, Sam?
1: The other day Dana and I were like We both experienced it We were both about to walk uh, 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 Pollyanna up And then we had um, Maverick Who's our friend's dog, Sarah's dog And Dana just goes Man, I just got Deja Vu And I was like, you know what, me too Like we'd been at this moment before I get déjà vu all the time. You know what else I used to have? I used to experience my reality from outside myself as a child.
0: That's a they call it OBE, out of body experience.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that falls under this, but I used to all the time I have memories of outside myself. Like yeah, that's seeing. kind
2: of like an astral projection right there when you're getting outside yeah. of yourself, viewing yourself. I
1: remember a very specific one of my cousin Lisa coming over, and I remember viewing it from the outside, watching me run up to her to hug her when she came into the thing. That was one of many. I, I used to have them all the time as a kid.
2: It's interesting when you're a child how much different things you can tap into, and then as you grow older, get conditioned by the system, how that grows kind of lessens after. Well, there's you know? also
1: the fact that, you know, it's like you ever I don't know
2: you've lived a lot of life you've done a lot
1: of amazing things being a detective 47 I'm sure the amount of uh, DJ and crime solving has brought you all over the universe you know but you know you go meet a friend of yours from high school and he's like dude you remember third grade when we stole those lollipops you're like I don't remember any of that and it, it was very funny because one of the greatest seasons of a sitcom ever was eastbound and down and I mean that hit what I think sitcom should be like and he has that line where he's hitting on the, which is hitting on that chick who is like the universal like she's the thick hot girl in hollywood whenever they need a thick hot girl they bring her in because she's got this gorgeous face but she's kind of thick you know so middle of Mm -hmm. america women be like i like her she's sexy i don't
0: know the actress's name you know who
1: i'm talking about but she's hot as shit and she's super thick and uh she he's like trying to impress her and he's like numb and uh East Mountain guys like no, I don't remember that because you know when we go out, we know I lived a lot of life, and when you live a lot of life, you gotta you know get rid of old memories and make make room for new memories, and the, yeah. like the more you've done in life, the more you kind of have to like not that you lose them, but they you kind of make room for new ones. So it's like your your. You're, yeah, and you are setting your ways in a weird way, too, as well. You know, it's like in terms of Hollywood, like they stop catering to you or advertising you at a certain age because they know at a certain point you've set your tastes and standards and you can't necessarily fall for their tricks of advertising. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas 18-year-olds are like, that looks good. She's got big tits and it's the, the pumpkin's got a knife. You're
2: like, that's dog yeah. shit. And they're sold completely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm kind of excited to go through a couple of these examples with Aaron on the the headphones, too, because he's kind of our sense. He's our touchstone for, I know me and Sam are two sides of the same crazy coin. I would say that, like, Aaron would be if the coin landed right on its side, you know, that one Twilight Zone episode. And I wanted to go through a couple of these. And I'm not giving you them in, you just tell me which way you remember Okay what comes immediately to your mind So pop it out at any time Aaron Okay The logo of Fruit Loops Is Fruit Loops spelled L-O-O Is it fruit The classic R-F-R-U-I-T loops Or is it F-R-O-O-T loops
1: I thought it's uh, Aaron I'm going to defer to you
3: It's U-I-T I think it's
0: U-I-T That is the way that people remembered it in the other universe. The way it is right now. If you go into a store and you pick up Fruit Loops, it's Double O. Double O. Come on! Yeah, don't even try to look for it. So the next one. Okay. Okay.
2: We got a lot of them coming.
0: Captain Crunch. Okay. Why are we just doing breakfast? I think you're saying something about Aaron. We're getting through. (laughs) We're gonna go through. I think it's rude, Aaron. I
1: think it's rude. I think you're in great shape. For a guy who doesn't work out, you're in great shape. Come on.
0: So Captain Crunch, <laughs> the type of, uh, the f- only cereal food that I- <laughs> <laughs> You're great. Come on, Aaron. It's a joke. So you know Captain Crunch, it. is it Captain spelled the classic way Captain, or is it Captain C-A-P-N Crunch? Yeah. I think C-A-P-N. it goes with N.
3: Apostrophe N. Captain Crunch. Yeah.
0: That's the way it is. Okay. That's our, the way so it right is. So right now yeah. you're having two conflicting memories. You remember one being one way, one the other. Febreze. Is Febreze with two E's or one E? Two E's.
3: Two E's
2: huh? One E in this dimension
1: Oh
0: man That one fucked with me Yeah Explain <laughs> why Because we kind of When we were going over this We were like No way dude Febreze has two E's
2: We both thought uh, Man I, it, That's just one that just looks weird when As soon as you see it right
0: Not, not normal people Buy a lot of Febreze But when you're uh, An ex-stoner Or a current stoner You buy a lot of Febreze Because you want to like Take that skunk smell Out of your car Or out of your sheets And so I was like Dude I've looked at this bottle Endless times One E all right, Vicks Vapor Rub, is it three words or is it Vicks Vapo Rub? Okay, say it again. Vicks Vapor Rub. Okay, three words okay. separated or two words. Vicks and the second word is Vapo Rub. <sighs> Just bam. What is it, what comes to your brain? First? Vapo Rub. <laughs> that is how it is currently, but. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't
1: make sense to me either, and I just
0: guessed because I couldn't remember either of them. All right, here's one for Aaron. Aaron. How do you spell JC Penny?
3: Uh, It's J, J period, P, you know, or C, period, Penny. Uh, Penny's an EY. Hmm.
0: Hmm. What do you think, Sam? EY or Penny, like how you spell Penny? With a Y. So the way it is currently is with EY. What? But, but the way that I always remember. I always remember it with a Y. They
1: had a giant JC. I and that one
2: is myself.
0: And, and uh, 47 told me, you, what'd you, you called someone in your family?
2: Well, that was one, you know, I, I've been running these tests with uh, just certain people, calling them up, trying to get some some insight, you know, and that was one. my mother, who, you know, shops there all the time, just flipped out over, wrote it out. And just, so you if
0: know. you're listening at home, you can go ahead, play along, and uh, test your family members as well. Okay, Oscar Meyer. How do you spell Oscar Meyer? It's classic Oscar. How do you spell Meyer? M E Y E R S. Just no, no, no S. But so Oscar Meyer. How, <laughs> how do you spell it? It's
3: A. It's M A Y E R. That's the song. Oscar
0: Mayer. Yeah. Oscar Mayer, like John Mayer. So, who's right? Mayer. It's just it's apparently Mayer. it's apparently M A Y E R, but that really? doesn't. I don't see that.
1: I, I don't
3: remember that at all. Yeah, it's in but, the song. My baloney has a first name. It's Oscar. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R.
1: Oh, that's why, because he sings about his food. That's how he knows. <laughs> I right. don't know
3: that. <laughs> you're good enough. Okay, that's level one. The
0: next level is art. And this is a classic one in the Mandela effect. Uh, a children's storybook is called.
2: Well, this is one of the famous ones that really got me sparked on the thing back in 2010. was the the Berenstein, Berenstein Bears thing, which is the kid's book. You remember that, right, Sam? Yes. Um. That really sparked a big storm on the internet back then because a lot of people remember How did you remember it first off? You remember it's Stein with an E. Or
0: when you donated all your time to reading to blind children.
2: <laughs> when you were watching <laughs> these bears.
0: <laughs> I know I I I I've seen this it, it is a weird it's Bernstein bears? Sounds right, right? It's yeah. Right? Apparently it's Bernstein. S T A I N. Really?
3: Aaron st- Thoughts. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah.
0: Baron I, I thought they were Jewish lawyers for the forest. They were Stains. <laughs> Do you know, have you ever met a Stain, a Baron Stain? I've your never life? met a Stain in my life.
2: <laughs> now, this one's interesting because you got tons of write ups um, and people really dove deep into this. And um, one of the guys who is a physicist, I believe, who went into it actually got contacted by the son of the authors of the Berenstein books. And he corrected them, saying that it actually was an A, and everyone just mispronouncing it, and they've mispronounced his name throughout his whole life for years. Yeah, because it's got the fucking A in there, you know. Right. All right. Um,
0: Another children's book one: Curious George. Yes. Picture him in your mind right yes. now, uh, Aaron. Does Curious George have a tail? Oh God! Just picture that little monkey. Yeah. He's hanging out with a creeper in he a, has a, a yellow hat. Tail.
3: He's a, he's I mean, a, yeah, I would think so, but I don't. I don't apparently I never in, really read Curious George.
0: Yeah, apparently in our dimension and this parallel universe we exist in now, in 2017, Curious George never had a tail. And what's weird is these are older books. Without a tail, it's kind of a story of a, a white man that adopts like a like a black like son from <laughs> Africa. Because without no tail, there's like the classic monkey imagery that they would use back in the way to like explain. It's Black. pretty
2: weird without a, mo- a monkey without a tail, right, just in general.
0: Now, here's one for you, Sam, because yes. I know this well, was one of your favorites. Sh- wait wait a minute.
3: I was curious George is a chimp, is he not? Hmm. Chim- I don't know. Chimps sure. don't have tails. They're apes. They're not monkeys. Shh. Monkeys have tails. Apes don't.
0: Is he? Oh. Is he a chimp? There I it
3: believe is. so, with those ears.
0: Damn it. You killed it. All right. This is why we're I do doing it. this. That's what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So this is Thruin one of- everybody's fun. This is one of Sam's favorite films I love of you, all Aaron. All right, I know this is one of your favorite shows of all time. It had Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Right. And, right, uh, right. Right. So what is the name of that show from HBO? Se- okay. It's sexed, Sex in the City. Sex in the City. In the City. Aaron. I'm-
3: for some reason, if my first instinct was it's sex and the city, that's what it is currently. It's well, sex. Aaron's
2: just getting them all. So. Aaron. He's it, from the, this dimension where Aaron right is now. a
1: dimension traveler. <laughs> We've said that before on the show. He's, he goes in and out of dimensions. All right, I got
2: well, what one. do you, What do you guys think of uh, some of the more popular ones where there's a little bit of, of glitches in the Matrix? Like, for example,. Um, one of the most famous ones right now is the old classic uh, on the Star Wars film from that, uh, episode four when uh, Darth Vader's with Luke at the end scene and there's the classic I am your father scene when Darth Vader says James Earl Jones voice. Luke what is goes...
0: A- that would
3: be episode five, sir. <laughs>
2: okay, oh, right,
0: you're perfect. So how do you remember the, that little banter going?
3: I know everyone gets it wrong. Everyone misquotes that sucker. Yeah. It's not, Luke, I am your father.
0: It is, Luke, I am your father.
3: That's not how it goes, yeah. So
2: it's, no, I am your father. Uh, yes. He says, yeah, no, That's I what it is. am your father. Yeah. Now, one of the weird things about that is there's an interview with James Earl Jones years later where in the interview he quotes saying, Luke, I am your father.
3: Hmm. I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past George Lucas to have... Fucked with that in the re in the re issues or whatever, but right, but yeah, I right. know I've yeah. I've watched it since, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're always getting this wrong.
0: I think it's Luke. I am your father. It's a real, it's an interesting one. This is why we're doing it because it's like, are we collectively remembering things correct or wrong? Right, or what, right, 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 right. So here's another one, and uh, not all of us are religious or biblical scholars, but Isaiah eleven six, in it it, it says. Uh, There's an example for two creatures laying down together, and one is a lamb, okay. and it says, "Nowadays, in this ex- the whole world we live in, it's wolf and lamb will lay down together." Okay, but everyone remembers it as lion and lamb lay down together. Yeah, because like, you would see those like yeah. paintings in of- like a lion out like a lamb. So, that's one of the weirder ones where. Everyone thinks it's a wolf. No, it's everyone thinks it's lying, but it's really a wolf. Apparently, the scriptures now in a Bible, if you open one up, it's going to say wolf and lamb lay down together. I did, fuck man. When have you ever heard of wolves in the Bible? You know? Did you know that?
2: That one uh, was is just weird to me, but you know, I I don't study the Bible too deeply. So. What
0: do you think, it, Aaron?
1: Thoughts?
2: Oh yeah, there are no wolves in Egypt.
1: There's no wolves in Egypt. <laughs> so. Yeah. Why would they say that?
3: Smart. I didn't think about that angle. Yeah. It mm. should be yeah, it should be lying.
0: Should right. be lying. So here's one. Capital cities. Here's a geography one. Now I know Sam is definitely knows this one. Okay. Arizona, what is the capital? Before saying it, have it in your mind. Aaron, what is the capital?
3: Phoenix, we're going there. I think it's Tucson.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought it. Apparently some people believe That it used to be Flagstaff Now it's Phoenix It is? And I remember growing up Why would I remember Flagstaff? I, I'm from California I had to remember the, the, These capitals of the cities Why would I remember Flagstaff? Why? I don't know So It's a weird word Alright, Tennessee Flagstaff What, what about what, what, What's the capital of Tennessee?
1: Uh, I can't even spell Tennessee It's a hard one I'm gonna is go it
0: Knoxville with, or is it Nashville?
3: It's wherever they make Jack Daniels. Of oh, those two, it would be Knoxville.
0: That is the one that people remember. The one it is currently is Nashville. Nashville. And that's another one. I'm like, mm-hmm. why the hell would I know Knoxville before Jack
3: Daniels? I've X? never heard of Knoxville.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, so this is like, it goes beyond the, the realm of media and pop culture. It's literally going into like official titles. Okay. The Smithsonian Institution or the Smithsonian Institute. Oh, man. Institute. Institution. In this realm, it's institution, but I've always remembered as Smithsonian Institute. I mean, what the hell? That is crazy. This one's just for Sam. Okay. What does DEA stand for? The first first one's fun. DEA? Drugs Enforcement Agency? What is it, Aaron? Yeah, that's what I... It's the Drug Enforcement Administration.
1: Ah.
3: Oh, well, yeah.
0: What the fuck, though? That's like, it's very it minor. just
3: be your own ignorance. Just little words. Or I'm just <laughs>
0: stupid. <laughs> yeah. Or too many drugs, huh? <laughs> so the idea behind all this, there's so many theories. So, it's
1: administration?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like they're handing out drugs, which we all know they are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I should have known accurate. that. Really? I should have known that. Yeah. There's such crazy shit out there. All right, here's history. What day is Thanksgiving on? Oh, this is only for this Americans, all you Aussies and you Brits that are listening. Scottish. Yeah, and all the Scots and the people, all of our, we have a big following in Dubai. So, assalamualaikum to you guys, man. So, this one, what day is Thanksgiving on?
3: It's the third Thursday in
0: November. 25th? <laughs> what, what, like Aaron said, what Thursday would it be? Third on? Thursday? It's the fourth
2: Thursday. Fourth Thursday, okay. So, <sighs>
0: that's my whole life I remember the third Thursday. What the hell? What did you what, what did you remember on the I
2: thought it was the, the fourth Thursday.
0: Hmm. So okay. we're like split right down the middle. Here's a very Are we m- keeping score? We're all we're about even. Okay. So Tiananmen Square. Oh yeah. Okay. What happened in Tiananmen Square? The most famous iconic thing.
1: Man, just like most remember, Asian drivers, the guy <laughs>
0: drove like shit. <laughs> he hit somebody. Am I right? Aaron, what happened in Tiananmen Square?
3: Um, I don't recall even learning about this, so I don't have a great memory of it.
0: Okay.
1: They didn't teach that in San Diego. So, do you, Sam, yeah. do you remember
0: uh, Tank Boy stopping the tank, or was he crushed by the tank? He was. I remember him getting crushed by the tank. That would be,
3: yeah, uh, that would be my recollection.
0: In this realm, Tank Man stopped the tank. You're telling me he stopped the communist the communists that were coming for him like I remember always the the video cutting well it was
1: very interesting yeah there's a lot
2: of people who have memories of uh, frightened memories in childhood seeing this guy get ran over just ran over and yeah blood on the street but
1: that could also be from propaganda from us being told he got ran over totally and you know yeah, he really didn't. You know, yeah, for sure. they're like, "Oh, I got killed." Trust us. Trust us.
0: What I remember is he's holding two shopping bags, and so I was yeah. like, "Dang, dude, capitalism is being crushed by communism." <laughs> like that's what I distinctly remember. Like, <laughs> he's uh. like paper or plastic. <laughs> so that's one of the weird ones. All right, this one goes to the image there. Okay, so here we go. Sam, Sam's actually been singing songs all day about this. Did
1: you want me to be a certain no, place? No, it's
0: going to be the image of the one gentleman and his eyes. Okay. So this refers to. Aaron, what color do you remember Hitler's eyes being?
3: He, I mean, I know that he wanted an Aryan race of blue-eyed, blonde haired people, but he had brown eyes.
0: Very interesting. So on the left, we have Hitler with brown eyes. And that's obviously a photograph that's been touched up, but why would they not touch it up? So then there's a photograph. In the old realm, the old universe, people remember Hitler with brown eyes. And apparently in this existence, Hitler had bright blue, like beautiful freaking eyeballs.
1: So
2: we, so he did have blue eyes? He did have blue eyes. And uh, there's some explanation saying that because of the quality of photos back then that you wouldn't be able to see.
3: They don't the even look I mean, like yeah. the same guy. No. Yeah, I mean, most of what I know from that era is is black and white anyway. Movies. He
1: doesn't even look like the same dude.
2: I, I recall it just being well documented. By the way, that this he, guy
1: looks like you <laughs> with a mustache, by the way. You're just like Detective 47.
0: Boom. Well, that whole, yeah, like you are saying, it's well documented.
2: I just recall growing up, you know, that, that he didn't resemble any of the parts of the Aryan race, you know?
0: Yeah. That's one of the weird ones. And to me, I thought I was like, what the hell?
2: Do you ever hear the theory he's a Rothschild?
0: He's actually a Rothschild. Now you have a video there. For those that aren't uh watching, which majority of you guys are listening, what we're it's gonna be one of the first videos. Yeah, there's V W. So okay. this has to do with logos. Um and we had it queued up, so maybe bring it a little bit forward. So the V the Volkswagen logo is a V and a W and it's separated in this realm. Go ahead and back it up just a little bit there. Just a little um, and uh So the V and the W are separated by a line. Oh here we go. But this comes from the movie Back to the Future. Move it up to about like two minutes. Okay. Right. I'll tell you when. Keep on going. Go ahead, press play. Right Right, there. Right now? Right, yeah, just press play. And so some you can just in your own head at home, do you remember the Volkswagen having no separation between the V and the W? What the fuck? Just let it play. What What do you remember, Aaron?
3: I recall them being separated, but
0: this is from Back to the Future, the very first one, when the, and so in it it shows what are they the, um, well in the it, this one
2: shows the V uh, or the W being connected, and then as the scene goes on it splits.
0: Oh shit, you're totally right. So it's connected, me, and it makes sense in an iconic way that you would just back in the day use to. So Whoa. Th- it's a very minute differences in our reality, whether... Whoa!
2: Yeah, and this one, there's a funny example. There's a guy who's really pissed off because uh I guess back in the 90s, he got this logo tattooed on his arm <laughs> with the fucking thing as the old version. And now he's freaking out because he knew specifically what he... You know, you're not going to go in and get a tattoo. Right. And get the emblem wrong.
1: But why 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 in that video is it... um? Why, in the video so
0: which one's the real one? That's what we're trying to figure out I don't should I google it no i
1: mean what makes, i you know. what
3: I would say is entirely possible is that it's a movie they they maybe shot a crash first and then they had they had so they may have had multiple uh vans and then it could be different years, and the logo shifted between those years hmm. or it's just a really shitty copy of back to the future. <laughs> Either one of yeah. those. Uh, Once again, Aaron refusing to wake up. All right. Uh, Some of these historical things, though, I'd like to believe that we're living in a quantum leap scenario. And okay. Sam Beckett's just going back and fixing stuff. Oh, I, oh I respect that. Mandela didn't die because Sam Beckett fixed I it. I respect the When are God we going to remake
0: that? that? Like, they're remaking oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, They it's are so actually right. making a Mandela Effect movie that's due out sometime next year.
3: Hmm. Ashton Kutcher's a star.
0: Oh, God. Right. Really? Mandela Effect's joke. Oh there, yeah, totally. <laughs> really? All right. So in the 80s, there was a, a character that uh, an actor who played Superman. What what was his name? A Christopher Reeves. How do you say his last name again? Reeves. What is his it's name? It's just
3: Christopher Reeve.
0: Right down the middle again. The, so people remember
3: it being Reeves because the original black and white TV was George Reeves. With an S. With an S, yeah. So our universes are getting crossed. You're just confusing the two. It's the same character. You're confusing the two. The, I think that that this could be that too. Like we have so much history and so much pop culture stuff in our heads that they like you like the multi dimension theory. They're just piling on top of each other hmm. and therefore just condensing in our memories because our heads do like to you know
2: yeah, and our stuff. Our, our minds re sort out information too. absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, Madonna. Is that her real name? So that's just like a made-up name.
3: Oh wait, shit! No, it is her. It is her real first name. Is
0: it? What do you remember, Sam? You 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 dated Madonna for a brief moment. Does she have and, a real name? Yeah, I think she does. So people remember yeah. her name being Maria Ciccone, Ciccone. And Ciccone. Yeah. Nowadays they're saying her name is Madonna Ciccone. You're telling me an Italian in? <laughs> what she raised in Brooklyn or somewhere like that? Detroit. Some other trash hole. Sorry, Detroit, <laughs> but um. Madonna, you're gonna name your child Madonna? Well
1: there's also what
0: about the uh the Sinbad
1: thing? Where everybody thought Sinbad was in a uh, a genie movie.
2: A lot of people confuse that for the Shaquille O'Neal movie, Kazam.
1: Because there was a there was a commercial in which he was in in well, he which he played a genie, dressed right? like
3: a genie, so everyone Everyone took... Well, he, oh, he, he still continues to wear Zubaz
2: pants. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> always looks like a genie. He has yeah. such a weird... Plus his name's Sinbad. That kind of yeah. sounds like a genie name as well. Right? Sinbad yes.
0: was funny, man. He's, no. he's,
2: still uh, he still is. Ah, he still is. I met him once. He's the nicest guy. He's still around? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. He might... My- in my reality Sinbad uh, he overdosed apparently. <laughs> in your reality <laughs> yeah, dude. Sinbad I distinctly remember Redbone's dead? Yeah,
3: dude. Bummer. It's my first celebrity sighting. I was at Disneyland in line for Splash Mountain and there he goes with his kids on a log and I just flipped out one of those uh disposable cameras and boom, took the shot. I still have that photo. Uh-huh. Aha.
1: That's, cr- And uh, Sebastian said the best bit about that, about how like back in the day you'd have to take multiple pictures and hope one of them was good. Yeah. Just think about that. Like there was a time where you could not see what picture you got and you hoped you got the oh, shot. I went
3: to film school, man. You'd shoot entire projects, three-day weekend, shoot all weekend, be like, God, I hope that came out. Ugh. I
2: hate that.
0: And so what, what? some of the theories that people believe, it has all roads – Lead back to CERN when it comes to weird shit, especially CERN
2: stuff. is yeah CERN's a big one. And then if we pull up the clip with this scientist here in uh, 2014, I think it was November third, CERN released a video where they're all dancing to the the happy song by Pharrell. And this is the weirdest shit. And it was this scientist. You want me run this right video? here? Yeah, talk about yeah. it for those that are listening. Well, if you cue in, he's got he's playing peekaboo with this piece of paper that says "We are happy at CERN." Um, then he's got Bond. And then Mandela. Now, the first Bond movie, the lead actor, uh, I believe, is Barry Nelson. And then you have Mandela. So you put those two together, and then you have Nelson Mandela.
1: Whoa! Um,
2: Another weird thing in the video is there's a scene with some guys dancing. on the bottom left corner, there's 4664, which has a meaning because 4664 has something to do with Mandela Day, and that happened to be the number of his prison. um, When he was in prison, that was his number in the prison was 4664. Mm, Crazy. Um, Also, you have these people dancing, doing signs of Shiva and one thing, two people smashing together, forming another atom. Um,
0: So, yeah, the thought is that CERN is... At CERN, they have the the world's largest. We did an episode on it. Yeah. with the the great and wonderful. It's evil. Yeah. So the Large Hadron Collider is located at CERN, and they're there thinking that there you go. There's that, the Shiva shot. Yeah, they're thinking that, an, if you smash an atom and you destroy it by destroying something as small as an atom, it could affect the entire universe. And so that by destroying atoms in CERN, that we've like crossed over. Into, Why does he have Mandela? Very weird, right? And why is it now over his face? And and he does, yeah. Now he
2: starts doing the peekaboo thing. He moves that where he's almost saying, now you see me, now you don't. Um,
1: And why doesn't he clean his office? How many papers can you have? Mm
0: He definitely looks like a an out.
1: It's just so weird. Basically, if you guys are listening at home, there's a picture of an office. The guy who looks like Santa Claus's brother. If he just decided not to get into Christmas, but just fucking make pop brownies for the rest of his life and <laughs> grow fucking uh, shrooms, right? So he's sitting at this desk. It looks like something picture like a a a nineteen seventies office. And literally, there there's how big is that desk? <laughs> this guy it's got huge. like a like, look at that, Aaron. That is like five feet worth of paper, man. He's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. This guy's hoarding people's fucking uh, uh, their their book reports.
2: Now there's the four six six four in this shot on the bottom left.
1: That is crazy. Now that's so. Oh the... my God! What is four? What means? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? So that
0: was his number when he was in prison.
1: Oh my God.
0: Mm-hmm. So four six six four. That was uh, that was
1: at CERN. There's a picture of CERN.
2: There's a little Shiva. She's
1: wearing American Horror Story. Why are you wearing that shirt at CERN?
2: <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: somebody's that's, putting out fucking
0: Craigslist ads, looking for <laughs> fucking four hundred sixty four <laughs> roses to get weird with Mandela. So the other thing that we were talking about forty seven was uh, you were telling me about a story about someone who through a DMT trip. Started to come. Okay, yeah.
2: One of the theories too that's uh, been out there is with the everything you guys have talked about computer uh, simulation theory.
0: Not yet, but a lot of uh, a lot of tinfoil hat topics bleed into one another, and we're definitely going to do one down the line, most likely with Brian Redman. We've already kind of tapped him for it, so somewhere soon.
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, the theory behind that one is uh, they're thinking that this whole Mandela effect has to do with inside of the simulation. Someone was able to tap into almost like the motherboard of reality and they're messing with the time sequence by just reprogramming different little codes as a social experiment. And right now they're just testing the waters by changing codes in little things within pop culture and that's why you see changes within things that don't really matter. Like some of the things we're talking about, it doesn't really affect you. There's a lot of
1: you what know. about this? What if somebody actually could time travel and they went back and they started fucking with little things?
2: And just moved, yeah. Uh, Dr. Samuel Beckett.
1: Yeah. Finally. I mean, that makes sense. You could time travel. If, you know, if everybody thinks
0: time is just, there is no time, right? Well, this was uh, something that, well, I was telling you when we first really started talking at that coffee shop, game recognizes game. And me being an ex-psychedelic uh, head and pro, like, lover of acid and everything weird and trippy. Uh, I kind of asked you, I was like, you you have ever f- messed around with it? And uh, you told me some pretty interesting stories. I was wondering if, and I haven't told Sam about it, just so that you kind of tell it now.
2: Oh so, yeah, yeah, we were talking about my ibogaine experience, uh, some DMT blast-offs. Yeah, go um, into
0: the ibogaine, because that one is very
1: fascinating. Oh, real quick no. before you get into that. You forgot another one of the uh, Nelson uh, M- uh, Mandela effects. Uh, Queen's uh, We Are the Champion.
2: Oh, that's a huge one. And that one's got a pop culture reference that's uh, recent because you have James Corbin doing the sing-along um, on his TV show where he's got Clooney in the car, he's got Gwen Stefani and somebody else, and the song just ends and they're all waiting for that last lyric to pop out. And then Clooney jumps in and just sings it. And everybody's kind of... So what's, kinda... what do they
0: think is missing?
2: Now, what they think is missing on that one is... And this one kind of messes with me too, but you hear it throughout the song, so it's one of those ones where I'm not sure which which is right. It just seems especially as a musician, it seems weird to me. At the end of the song, we are the champions. you're expecting that conclusion line of the world. Hmm. Now, it doesn't end that way anymore. You hear it in twice in the song, but on the final moment of the song, I always expect it to go back weird. and conclude there, and now it just ends we are the champions
0: that uh, is trippy so go on t- I want you to that, tell that one
2: though too is, is a 1985 performance you can check out where they do end it with of the world which is kind of weird
0: at like Wimbledon yeah, Stadium or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yep. want to see where
2: you can so find me. oh here it is
0: it's, it's going to be way at the end oh. Oh. I hate this
2: Why do I want like a oh, semi there it is. just there to knock?
1: Oh my God, that's it! Look at this.
3: How crazy
1: is that? Now
3: I, I'm a Queen fan, so I know they've released a few different mixes of these songs. So it might depend on the mix they oh, have.
1: Oh, l- hey, look who it is, Captain Shit on Her Birthday
2: Cake. There's a Can couple, we have just a moment? We have the live <laughs> version where it's got that ending. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> different versions, too, where it's like
3: uh, of like uh, the song, uh, is, it, is it I Want to Bake Free? Or th- there's different versions of that song out there. So...
0: So That's just, crazy. Uh, I'm picturing a, a, a typical Saturday afternoon with Aaron. He's just hanging out in his MeUndies. He's eating some stuffed crust pizza. There's a, what the Cardinals are on playing. Yeah, hopefully. He just and made
1: it, love to his wife, like 30 seconds of
0: just fury. And he's just like. Of just grunting. Dancing in his, his socks to, to, to Queen. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Dude, I love
1: Okay, it. real quick question. Uh, this is the Mandela Effect. Do you guys remember Aaron making love with his socks on or his
2: Oh, definitely socks oh,
1: on. He looks like, he. Aaron looks like he doesn't have, he's not going to wait. Like, he just wants to attack, and you don't want that.
0: Well, <laughs> it's it's an easy one, because if you know, because most people have never seen Aaron, he's a very dark, he's like Wesley Snipes Black. Yeah. And black, all black guys make love with their socks on.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I definitely think he fucks with socks on. That's just a weird thing that his wife had to get used to, because she wanted her socks off. He's like, Baby, I, this is how I make love, you, and this is how it
0: goes. And he just leaves the socks on for sure. Well, I wanted to get into this before we got out of here. I wanted you to tell him about the Apple game because I've been telling Sam to make sure he has his uh, passport because we're going to go to Mexico soon.
2: So oh. you were thinking about doing it? Explain,
1: I am open to, to all things, homeboy.
2: I, you know, it was a powerful experience for me. So it explain what happened. My world.
1: You went to Mexico?
2: Yeah, I went to TJ to do it. To
1: what? To do the now? Did you? That's a famous drug rehab. Our friend Skyler was on. Um, um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of places these.
2: that do it out there, um, and you, you definitely should be careful where you go. I've heard stories about people going into some weird apartment, you know, and then there's just yeah, someone Real, Real administers has them, this too. and then
3: what's that? Real Sports on HBO has covered this
2: too. Yeah.
0: About like people getting off of drugs by
2: uh-huh. doing this. Yeah. Oh, it's got a pretty high success rate.
0: So break it down. Tell the story. <laughs> The setting, and then just get into it.
2: The setting is: I'm in uh, downtown TJ. You know, um, I'm at a facility with six others. Is
1: there a donkey show in Tijuana? Does anyone know if there's a donkey show? That I apparently always... really exists. Yeah. It does. Well, it does.
2: I didn't get to see the donkey show. Do you
1: want to see the donkey show? I'm not interested. Isn't
2: it weird that
1: somebody who's located maybe a mile past the border suddenly has zero rights and now they have to get employment through blowing donkeys? Like, isn't that weird? But yet you go a mile the other way. They're marching because, you know, Harvey Weinstein beat off in a fucking plant and they're upset and they want their movie role. Isn't that weird? Like this weird, this weird
0: kind of. Um, border
1: changes the way people live their
0: lives. The, the real question is what would it take for you to blow a donkey what's the number ten t- start throwing numbers out three million yeah two million yeah a uh, hundred thousand
2: yeah <laughs> ten thousand
1: mm. are they filming it? No, I, how long do I have to suck?
2: You gotta get it off, brother.
1: Okay, then no. It's never high. you're never
0: gonna <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean this isn't no... gonna be in the bag of beds. <laughs> no. Alright, you heard it here first. If uh tinfoil hat gets to a hundred thousand on her Patreon, <laughs> Sam will be in the studio live.
2: Are you guys gonna film that from TJ? Uh no.
0: No. Right, but get into it before we get out of here. Let him Um run.
2: Well, the experience shit. Uh to start off, once the the effects of the ibogaine started kicking in. I um,
0: it's in a clinical setting.
2: It's in a clinical setting. I'm with six others. There's a couple nurses there. I'm hooked up to an IV. Um, within maybe 45 minutes, you start hearing the sound of like oh it almost sounds like some like bees buzzing or yeah. like a radiator. Right. It starts getting louder and louder. Um, and then I started feeling myself spinning in a circle, like my physical body was spinning start feeling very heavy. Um, and then next thing you know, I'm seeing through my, my third eye and I'm going up an elevator shaft from like the 1920s. Hmm. Slow, just primitive elevator going up and going up and going up. And then I'm in front of, it gets me to the top of this big building that's like this Transylvania style building with hundreds and hundreds of floors. And I'm just looking over across all these rooms with lights on them. And then I get all the way to the top And the first door opens up and it spits me off into a scene where I'm in pretty much like a kitchen that represents like my old house where I grew up in. And I'm like a toddler crawling around in this room that's, I'm like, it's like I'm in a three dimensional place. And that was kind of my first vision. And then it's almost like some static comes over and then I'm back in the elevator. The elevator goes down and starts going to all these different floors and the doors open and I'm having all these different experiences. Crazy. So that's where the majority of my night went through these different things. Um, you know, I had a really healing experience uh, seeing one door open and just an image of my father there sitting at his what? desk. What? Yeah, just sitting at his desk with his Carnegie, and almost like a Norman Rockwell style painting with like a soundtrack playing. Um, and I experienced a pretty deep healing with some stuff with, with him there that um, kind of translated over into You had a conversation with your dad? It was more just a, a vision with him there and uh, an appreciation of the man's life and from a non-judging, loving perspective of everything about the man um, who was my father. So that was a re- I mean, just that alone was worth it in itself, that experience. But uh, it got dark, and as I went to some lower levels, like, for example, when everything was all good, and then one door opened, and there was a vision I had of my wife just sitting there, beautiful. And I, I have a thought, like, what if something goes wrong? And as soon as I had that thought, a green demon slashed her image apart and then comes flying at me. What? And, um... That was pretty much the moment where I realized it wasn't gonna be all uh <laughs> all know. sunshine and blue. <laughs> sky. Exactly, yeah. So from there on out it got a little I I realized the spirit of this plant was gonna take me through some shit. And um the most crazy uh hallucinization I ever had, which actually happened so so when you're on this on this subject, you can't get up. You're like physically just
1: you're tied down. You're tied down, man. Yeah, and, uh, and are you freaking out? You're like, I'm in Tijuana, tied down. you
2: oh, physically tied down, right? I'm not physically tied oh, down, I but you were I do ph- have an IV. Um, you can't get up. It's just You just feel okay. paralyzed. So if you, they say if you have to use the bathroom, put your hand up. They'll get some nurses to get you up to go to the bathroom. So it took the whole fucking staff to get me out of my bed, and I'm taking steps to, like, come on, put one foot in front of the other. Put one foot in front of the I'm... I'm putting an arm in front of the other. You know, I can't get it together. Finally, they get me into the bathroom and shut the door. I'm, I'm just in a whole nother realm right now. I, I have to piss so bad, too, because it took me maybe about maybe an hour in real time just to get, really? the, get, to get my hand up to actually get ready to go over there. So then I get to the bathroom. The door's closed. I'm by myself. I'm like, OK, I'm ready to pee now. I unzip my pants to take a piss. And I I hope this doesn't happen to any other men out there because this was a horrific thing. I look down and my penis is castrated off myself.
1: So you look like a Ken doll right now.
2: No, I'm looking down. There's a scar over where my penis used to be. My dick's by my knee and my balls are on the other side and there's veins hanging out. What? And I'm just, and I'm tripping balls. So I look down and I go, what, what, what the what the hell am I going to do? And then then I the know the that there's uh, some nurses on the other side, so I'm like, do I tell them? Like, maybe they can help me out here. And uh, for 10 seconds.
3: Mis huevos? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I just start shaking my head, looking down. It's still there. And then I go, okay, maybe, uh, maybe this thing's just in my head. So I start b- blinking frantically. And maybe after about 10, 15 seconds of blinking, I look down, and everything's just right back on point. Um, which was quite a sense of relief because for a few minutes there, I was uh, trying to figure out how I'm going to take a piss with a...
3: No pee-pee. Yeah.
2: I always uh,
1: think about that when they cut the guy's dick off of Game of Thrones. How do the guys piss when they castrate dudes? Aaron, thoughts?
3: Uh, you still have a urethra, so unless that thing closes, you, you have something So what, to you just hole. got a
1: little, little vagina?
3: Essentially, it's a little smaller. If I just ever,
0: said that way too calm. If I'm ever in <laughs> New York and I get into a cab and it lights up, I know who my lifeline is. It's gonna be Aaron. I'm gonna <laughs> come and be like, dude, I got a decapitated penis. What do I do? You still got a
3: urethra. Oh, are you are you on cash cab in this scenario? Yeah. Oh okay. Ben Bailey follows me on Twitter. Whatever. Oh snap. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Name dropper
1: name dropper.
0: I'm just proud of that one. And I've I've read the stats, isn't it somewhere like 80% success rate? What is success of though? from never to from do opiains, it again? opiates, nicotine and alcohol?
2: Um you know, I don't think that's an actual stick cuz I think you, what what happens with it is after you're you're done with the experience it holds like a heavy thing with you. Um but time can dissipate uh that depending on what circumstances you put yourself up within afterwards so say there's somebody who's on opiates and they do that and then they go back to their setting and they're with their friends who are doing dope all the time there's a that's like a ticking time bomb but say maybe the opposite scenario somebody goes back to their setting and then they start seeking some treatment maybe they go to some type of recovery meetings they work no, the program you de- or something. Yeah, you, know, you got to work you got to put it. some action in. It's
0: not just, hey, I'm fixed.
2: Hey, I did uh, Ibogaine, and the rest of my life, I'm just peachy cream. No, definitely now, not. Now, when
0: we were talking about this, I was like, what else, man? Because like, I was like, I've never done Ibogaine. I was like, have you ever done peyote?
2: Yeah, I had a great peyote experience. Um, there are some facilities out in Arizona where it's uh, illegal if you become a member of a church. And um, I went out there. Last year, it was actually my last psychedelic experience. And uh, I took 21. Wow, you sound
1: like you were in mourning there.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let me hear this. I, I took uh, 21 uh, grams of peyote out in the desert um, by myself and under a bonfire, just me and, uh, and the peyote and a fire. And I fasted for 24 hours beforehand. Had about a maybe an 18-hour experience on that peyote where it really uh, opened up some doorways and stuff, and yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing.
0: Has this affected the uh, music you make? Because uh, people I hear our intro, it's really kind of like a trippy vibe
2: to I've it. I've always been into the psychedelic music and all that, and yeah, I've definitely been inspired by, by those plant medicines, particularly, yeah, the peyote. Um, DMT is one that has um, helped influence a lot of my music as well. Do you consider those drugs there's a fine line between that, I think. I think there's plant medicines, they can be, it depends on how you're using them, I think. So right. if if someone's going out to a party and taking them, you're using it kind of as a drug, as, as you're not using it as a tool to better yourself in any way. Um, right. Usually when I've taken psychedelics, I do them by myself in like kind of my own setting, um, where it's like I'm using it as a learning tool. With Ibogaine, I would suggest to anybody who plans on using it, you know, I specifically prayed to the spirit of the plant beforehand for certain things. And I did the same thing with peyote. And I do the same thing when I do a, a DMT experience. And and I think setting is really important and intention.
0: Well, dude, I've, I've been fascinated to have this conversation. I'm glad that we got to get into some of this with you. And I know we only like really scraped the surface of Mandela. There's so much shit. I mean, yeah, there's so Mandela, much Yeah, with Mandela, it's like shit.
2: every week there's more stuff coming out. And then you got, you got to cipher through some of the shit that's just... Absolute sounds like some bullshit, and there's well, stuff you know, that's very for me. Real. That's what you
1: should do with everything in life. I yeah. mean, people don't do you know, it's so interesting. Uh, you know, next week is a uh, next episode's coming out on Wednesday is the Vegas shooting and you know, stuff about that, and how like people just take like the official narrative as the reality of the situation, and based upon that, is what we must like start to chip away at to find out what the truth is. And I say I, oh, I yeah, I mean, you question that just like you question every, like, on Reddit. Like, people think I'm nuts. We talked about it on the uh, Patreon. Like, Reddit is where I get my news. Now, I don't hook, line, and sinker every moment of every post that's put out. I go through a filter. I question the people questioning.
2: Yeah, and, and, it, and think about the Vegas thing, too. How quick was that narrative put put out in front we're of you. We're gonna and get into pushed.
0: that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big part of the, the next thing. Um well explain to we're gonna end with uh, your recent project that you've uh, just put out. If you could explain everywhere they can find you, how they can get a hold of you, everything. Get all that and then explain what we're about to lead out with.
2: Um well what we're about to check out is uh, a version of the Star Spangled Banner um, I kind of want to talk
1: through this because it is a visual, and we have a lot of our good yeah, we'll our put a, listeners. We'll put yeah, links yeah if you put guys want to
2: check me out, you can find me at uh, www.whoisdetective47.com. dot com. You can follow me on Instagram um, uh, slash Detective Forty Seven.
1: And what's the th- what's behind this thing? Then we're gonna talk, and then we're gonna talk people through as we. End the show real quick. So, uh, what what is it's called? Monitor head, and what, what's going on in this video?
2: So, Monitor head is a character that I work with, who um, is pretty much a man who has a TV monitor as his head, and uh, this video is just the introduction to Monitor head at a day in Los Angeles going around interacting with different people all throughout LA and checking it out and he's trying to get his opinion on this. He's pretty much just dropped into the planet as like an alien observer who's just checking out what's going on here in America What's today. the alien's name? Samsung? Oh, he's Monitor head. He A monitor. monitor head. I like it.
0: Let's watch a little bit of this. And so you're playing this the instruments in here, correct?
2: Oh, this is, yeah, this is all me. Alright, cool. And this, this is uh, going to be a song that's on my album I'm working on it's called almost feel human state of the union
1: and it's a very interesting video I love how you shot it because you went to some of the more interesting parts of Los Angeles where
0: what I'm thinking if if anyone can take anything away with today's episode is look up from your cell phone when you're at a coffee house and actually interact with people because you never know like I would never have met you if we didn't just start having a conversation and and look where we are now I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your
1: So you went around, and you what you kind of do on this is interview, like what's going on in the country, uh,
2: like. So, you, certain things just fell into place. Like that scene, I happened to just walk by. It's a, a, a young a Latino. It's a young Latin woman going to school who's doing a project on the First Amendment. So I just, it was just the perfect thing to have in the video. So we go up to her and she was happy to do the shot. These were some homeless people living under Silver Lake Boulevard over in Silver Lake. Makes me so sad. This is over in Chinatown. Yeah, you know, we went to a lot of the areas. This is Skid Row right here.
1: I I wanted
2: to show the different uh, areas of... Los Angeles, well, it's all in Los Angeles, but to show the darker side of, of what's going on, you know, you have this a, video a lot of people amazing. don't understand that in Skid Row, you have a whole community, tent at, city, tent city. it's like, tent it's wild. city,
1: dude, it really makes me sad.
2: Yeah, you know we, what I, I found out that's interesting, though, is at, in San Francisco, they don't even let the homeless have tents, so a lot of them come down here. Cause, and that's why I fucking you
1: know, hate, listen, man. And we're gonna. I want you. We're gonna put a link to this in the show description. What is this scene, by the way?
2: This, this is th- supposed to be like the dystopia, like the youth right here, youth culture, just sitting there, kind of.
0: This is. This
1: amazing. is the
2: politician scene right here.
0: There'll be links in the show notes, both in the. I YouTube, miss those
1: televisions, by the way. And iTunes. I miss those televisions. We're gonna have this here. I wanted to talk real quick about the uh san francisco and and we're gonna end on this the San Francisco and how they're like this beacon of like liberalism and Berkeley and all this stuff, yet they have a crippling homeless problem. They get offended by words. Words upset them as they step over homeless people who can't even afford to live in the city anymore. And that is the problem people have with elitism, man. They get angry about words, but they don't get angry about where people, humans, other Americans, where they are in their lives. And it's bullshit. I'd much rather go do Tampa in Florida or go do Dallas in Texas than play in San Francisco. Even though we San got Francisco. a lot of listeners in San Francisco and I'm not yeah. being anything against them. But there's this big fucking movement, man. Uh, there's this big this thing about words and people getting upset about words. So it makes them feel that, that they're more connected with people. And reality is you have a crippling drug and homeless problem. And the last thing you got to worry about are jokes, and words, and this fascism. Like fascism is wrong. What you're going out like? Why would you ever want to go to Berkeley for school? Like, school's about going to college about learning, interacting, meeting people, getting drunk, doing drugs, fucking shit, expanding your mind, sticking your dick in weird shit. That's what to me school is. Is college is about. I learned more about how to interact with human beings than I did from any book I ever fucking read in college.
2: So let me ask you this. How would you, If you were to perform at Berkeley, say, this weekend, would you be nervous about the comments you'd make doing some stand-up? I would not take that gig. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I, I would rather take the gig blowing the donkey for 100 Gs than I would to go do a gig in Berkeley. I, would, I don't want to play colleges anymore because those kids haven't lived any life at all. They are coming from a strictly for idealistic view of human beings mm-hmm. in which these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. These are the oppressed people. These are the impressors and don't, and that's how they see people. That's my joke. I do. Everybody should have to work at Denny's for two years after high school. You should have to go work the night shift at Denny's and just have the universe shit on your chest for two fucking years. And then you can come talk to me about mean jokes yeah. We just had a woman accuse David Cross of being a racist because she, she's Asian and he and said ching chong, ching chong. That ten, comment,
2: yeah, 10 years ago, right? 10 on that years one. ago, man. Ten. And think about David Cross's whole stick is, you know.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, he's not known as the nicest guy in the world, but yeah. still, I don't give it. 10 years ago? 10 years ago. Now, this is- an So odd.
2: what is he, are they expecting him to make a public apology yeah, now? Yeah, he did. He did. And they're
1: still calling him out on it. He apologized so quickly they, they didn't even get time to flog him. I'll never apologize.
2: I, well, isn't that the thing that a lot of people are coming out now before because they know they're going to get hit? Like the whole Weinstein thing with Affleck and uh, Damon. Uh, I think his it was brother Affleck is came out
1: notoriously an asshole. Yeah, his brother. I've heard that for years. It treats women like shit on there. You know, I've heard stuff about Louis C.K. I've heard stuff about a bunch of fucking people. I think they're they're jerking off in front of uh, people and they're locking doors. You know what, dude?
0: Time to go, bro. Time to go. And on the flip side of that, I mean, it's so easy for us to think of Hollywood stars and all these people as our modern-day pantheon of gods. Uh, I had the chance randomly to meet Denzel Washington. Like, he just came into a place where I was working, and I was like, oh, shit, King Kong ain't got shit on me. He was the nicest dude. He hung out and just talked to me for like 10 minutes like a normal person. Nice. So, I mean... We all think that these are untouchables and they're all weirdos like Clooney and whatnot, but there's still some sweethearts out there. And, hey, Denzel, I know you listen to Tinfoil Hat, so call in anytime. time. We're waiting for you to be in here.
1: And I don't want people in San Francisco to think I don't like them. I just find that the attitude, because they're known as being politically correct, really upsetting when you have a crippling homeless problem,
0: I think you take care of people, then you
1: worry about feelings.
0: San Francisco has an app that you can get for your phone so that you can find out where human feces is. So you can avoid those streets because they're just covered in human feces. That's the type of homeless problem they have. LA, definitely, Skid Row is, has a population crippling. of 17,000 estimated. That's more
1: than people. my hometown. Isn't well, I think we have
2: more homeless people than San Francisco, New York, and Chicago combined here. But yeah, I've heard stories that in certain cities like St. Paul, Minnesota, in the past, they would just give their homeless a, a ticket on the Greyhound and just ship them down here. Yeah, Oh uh, well, we have... Show a... up that, you know where they show up is and st- Alameda down there, and that's right in that neighborhood.
1: There's got to be a way
2: to help these people. I just don't get it, man.
0: But with that said... Ah, it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, I want to put the challenge out to you guys. Look up from your phone, interact with people. You never know who you're going to meet. You just might have a new friend by the end of the day. Detective 47, you were wonderful. Guys, uh, this has been a great episode. I We could
1: have gone on forever for all this stuff. Some people are going to remember it correctly. Most people aren't. It goes back and forth. It was a great episode. We so appreciate you coming on, Detective oh, thanks 47. For having me. We'd love to have you on again. Ryan, as always, uh, it's a pleasure working with you. November 8th, the next live podcast with the Higher Side Chats, Greg Carwood, and our good friend, Uh, Eddie Bravo. We'll see you guys on the other side.